Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. So I want to quickly touch on the term A races or priority races. It's something that we all kind of hear as we start to get more into training and you take your training more seriously. I've sort of leaned, I don't know if leaned away is a term. I've sort of gone away from telling athletes, okay, go through the calendar and put down the A races, the B races, and the C races. It's really hard for most of us, myself included, to be like, well, what's A and what's B? And the Bs, are you really okay with, like, we just have these definitions. If you look through, like, what the traditional definitions are, it's like an A race, you're going to peak for. So then we go down the conversation, should an athlete even be, quote unquote, peaking? And can they even have the physical maturity or enough miles in their body to handle what it takes to really undergo the process of peaking, which includes doing a big overload. You're kind of overreaching a little bit. I shouldn't even use that term. You are doing a big kitchen sink week that some athletes just might not be able to handle. And that's not a bad thing. That's something that if I look back to my first or second year of of serious uh, training with my first coach, Jason, we didn't do that because it probably would have cracked me. And I didn't, I didn't really know what I was doing then. I was just following his advice. We didn't start doing that probably until f- like five or six years into things when the A races were truly things like nationals or Tour of Battenkill, which used to be the biggest one-day race in North America. It was up in upstate New York. It was massive. That was an A race. But most of us, and kind of now myself included, um, well, here's why I pause. A lot of people that are listening to this podcast are trying to upgrade. You need to be really good for a lot of races. So when someone goes through and puts down the A races, they have A races like February through September. If we're going by traditional definitions, there's really no time to do a six week, get ready for this in those six weeks. Don't worry about other races. Like you really need to be 95% ready to go for a lot of races. So you're going through your base period. You're going to go through like a build. You're going to do some endurance. You're going to get, you're going to work on all your weaknesses. You're trying, as we've talked about, don't be a 10, 10, two and two at something, be a eight, nine, seven, and eight. You're going to win more races that way. I promise you. As you're getting ready, you then, you know, before the race, you don't need to do big two week tapers. You just reduce your training a few, the intensity and volume a few days before, you know, race number one of the 10 races you're trying to do well at. All, a lot of the training is done through the winter coming into spring. You're still doing training sessions, obviously, but you're not doing four hard rides during the week. I've been, and this is actually something I might need to go back to some basics of like how much intensity do we need? Have a, a few people that I've been doing some analyses on and they are, they're like, well, I only ride hard like once a week and it's intervals twice and then the easier days are long threshold and lots of tempo and i'm like dude this i'm looking at your calendar and i who love training am not wanting to do that it sounds too hard so we're getting a little i'm getting us a little off track but let's talk about how do you arrange these a races and sometimes even a better way 
to think of it as like, what's the phase of competition? Where's the bulk of the races? When we're talking about peaking, let's ignore that term for now. How are you getting ready for the big A race? Well, think of how you do in a normal training structure. Let's say you do three weeks on, one week off. We all know half, or I'm going to say 75% of us don't feel great after a rest week. Perfect. We know don't do a rest week before a big race. You do a week of training, you feel pretty good on the next weekend. Maybe you feel great after the rest week and that's how you want to do it. You want to have a rest week and then you want to do some training and then go into the race. You could do that. Or a lot of people feel really good after they come back, they do a week of training, like two sessions, do a couple endurance rides, have a hard workout and then go easy into a race. That's a great recipe. A lot of people feel really good about that. And then a lot of people also start to feel tired towards the end of the third week of the block. Everyone's different. I got a guy, what's up, Kevin, in Vancouver. He crushes the third weekend of rides. Like, it's kind of crazy. If there's anyone where I'm wondering, hmm, should we extend the training and train through and go race? He's a yes. He just, I don't, it's just his body. He does well with more load in it. That's not very common. A lot of athletes are like, woof. I've done four hard sessions. I've had two weekends of long rides. I'm going to get through this Tuesday and dude, I might just cruise endurance the rest of the week. And I'm like, great, get the volume in and then we'll go do a rest week. So as you're trying to arrange a races, ask yourself first, do you even need a races? If you're trying to upgrade, like just be ready for a lot of races, get the upgrade points, focus on learning, focus on winning, focus on getting better. I mean, all of us need to, you know, I think back to when I first was a cat three and I was like, okay, these guys are definitely faster than the four or fives I've been racing. I needed like change up some tactics. I was no longer able to bank on winning a sprint. You know, I was not able to just, you know, time trial at the end of a road race. You need to recalibrate everything. How do your how do your superpowers line up against other people's superpowers? You might have been an eight, nine, seven, and six, and now you're kind of like in the middle of the pack. Okay, what are you going to get better at? Where And that's with the few training sessions that you have during the week. That's what you focus on. You know, Johnny Group Ride is just doing group rides on Tuesday and Thursday, and then maybe he's going to race. He might not be getting that much better. He might be having a good time doing it, but he doesn't feel as good when he's not winning. So... Remember to focus your training on you and that training time you really need to be specific with when you have races because you only then have one, maybe two hard sessions. A race counts as a hard session for sure. Um, You know, I'm gonna make a podcast about how hard, as American cyclists, we ride really hard. I've always, people always said, man, I can't believe how much endurance you have me ride. And I'm really shocked that I'm actually getting faster from all this. I've always thought that I rode like more endurance than most people in terms of percentages. And I have to give a shout out to my coach, Tom, who's made me go even slower. And he's like, dude, this is not a knock, but we kind of talk about the American cyclist. You guys ride really freaking hard all the time. And it holds a lot of people back. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's held me back. Because, um, I don't know, maybe it has. Eh, 
Who knows? We'll dig more into this though, because becoming more aerobic is going to make you a faster cyclist overall. Takes a while, but you don't need as much of the super brat brat that we all like to do, especially when it's like our buddies are going to ride. It's like, dude, I got to go crush these people. I got to win that sprint. So this wasn't a super focused podcast. I really wanted to be about how to arrange your A races, but I really want you to think, do you need A races? Are you going after a whole group of races? And my last comment would be, if you're going after a whole group of races, maybe try to bunch them within like 45 days of of high focus. You know, they're going to be throughout the season. B races are still important if you're upgrading. Now, if you are someone that has, you're not going for upgrade points, you know, I'll use myself as an example because I can look at the calendar here. My biggest goals were almost every year now, nationals, masters nationals, and now gravel worlds. I am sad to say, I don't even know if I'll be able to make gravel worlds this year. Uh, My bike is still down due to COVID. I haven't ridden it in a long time. The, our move to North Carolina has been accelerated and now I am very far from Nebraska and uh, yeah, Lincoln, Nebraska. And two weeks before that, I will be making a mega road trip to New Mexico for Masters Nationals. Just with life, I need to be nimble. It's kind of creating a lot of stress. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to, I committed to drive to New Mexico. I hate, I want to do enjoy that, that trip. And I hate flying with bikes and to fly there, come back, quickly circle around, try to go back to Nebraska, come back. There's other things at play that aren't involved in this podcast. Um, I don't have the bike yet. I don't have the parts yet. Excuse me, I have the bike. I don't have the parts yet. So I might take that off the calendar because you know what? I'm not going to let cycling become a a burden of stress. Don't do that. But when I look at this, what am I going to do for Masters Nationals? I am going to do an overload and I'm going to put an article out. Um, I've got a block periodization article coming out, and I've got one talking about some of the things that Dr. Sam Milan's been talking about when we talk about the physiological systems that are truly at play or the most important for us is road, gravel, cyclocrossers, any bike racer. But I am going to do an overload. I'll do a short taper. I'm going to do like a probably a nine or 10 day taper. I've tweaked that. I, I was, I never, I never called it a two week taper because this that week before the race had some high intensity rides. Um, I don't think. I think just the term taper, people think it's going to be easier. They have a different mindset towards the workouts. They mentally want to get more resty, and that can leave you flat. So I would do an overload about six weeks before then do another big week and then keep the volume about the same. These will probably be 20 hour weeks. It's pretty the norm for me. Maybe the overload week will be 24, 25. Take a rest week, do a week of training and then do what is more traditionally a taper week. So that's kind of how I would look at an A race because those are really the ones that matter the most to me. That doesn't mean I go to any B race and I'm like super exhausted and tired and feel like crap. Like you want to have those race instincts ready and and sharp enough that you are actually racing. It's just that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday before I'm going to train and I'm not 
you know, I'm going to maybe just take Friday off and then go race. I'm not going to do like a train hard Tuesday, do just a one hour ride Wednesday, take off Thursday, do an opener's ride Friday, and then go race. That's three days. That's too much time off for a B race. You're not going to build your fitness for the grand scheme of things as, uh, as most efficiently, or I should say most effectively as you can. So Sorry, this podcast got a little like all over the place, but sometimes maybe these stream of thought podcasts are good because the whole point of this for 95% of the people that listen to this are self-coached or are just looking for other questions to ask themselves about training and racing so I don't know. I don't want to be like, so I, I definitely don't want to ever put out a podcast where it's like, um, mm, uh, and I, I realize I do say um too much, uh, but I don't want to make a podcast where it's mumbly bumbly and not getting a point across. I just still think that even though this is a one take Tony cut, I'm going to post it because it has some questions that you can ask yourself that will help you get faster. So much of training is ask questions, figure out the answer. Or ask questions, draw a line to what the answer is. Try that. Did it work? Did it not work? It's one thing I love about this and working with athletes of finding what works for people. You know, what works for the guy in Vancouver might not work for the woman in Florida. And something in between might work for the guy in Texas. That's what you need to figure out about yourself. Know thyself. The end.